Welcome to Born to Sell Denver with Brian Smith and Sean Modry. Today we have a special, a lot of special guests today. The Phoenix. And the Phoenix is, uh, the managing partner is uh, Tyson Mullis. What's up, what's up? So Tyson, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself to get us started. Yeah, Tyson Mullis. Uh, I've been in real estate now for 12 years. Um, grew my own team and... Um, did the whole Keller Williams MREA thing, became a millionaire real estate agent, hit that mark. And the second that we hit that mark, it felt gross. <laughs> and um, instantly I knew I wanted change, right? We grossed a million. And because we grossed a million, we realized that we didn't climb the right mountain, which was profit net a million. And so it came down to a question that my coach asked me, how do you make real estate fun again? And we're going to be talking to the group here at the table that why real estate is fun again now. Okay. And we have four of your team members here. And this is actually a new record for how many people we have on a podcast. Yeah, we're running out of mics. We did. We ran out of mics. We're going to have to get a bigger mixer too. So Jennifer McManus, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, Yeah. So I have been in real estate since 2016. I started out as a dual career agent. Um, I was a director of finance for some hotels downtown. Um, and then switched over to real estate in really the end of 2018. Um, I just wanted to have a little bit more flexibility with my family. I've got three young girls. Um, so then this way I was able to, you know, take them to hockey practice, take them to swimming, pick them up from school. And this, this, uh, career has definitely allowed and or afforded me to do that while making good money still to provide for my family. So you went from working full-time to all the time? Correct. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Just for the people who are listening that think wealth and flexibility go hand in hand? Yes. No. Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, Tyson uh, Murray. Hi there. Um, Let's see. I've been in real estate for, um, I am going on to my, sorry, I'm going on to my, into my fifth year right now. Um, And, um, uh, I don't know what to say. I've been I've been around Denver for a long time, and I've been a musician in Denver for a long time. I've owned a few bars and restaurants, and uh, I feel like that kind of naturally allowed me to start this career with a very large sphere of influence. So, uh, kind of helped me get my get my hit the ground running. Okay, very cool, Ryan Devin. Hey there, my name is Ryan Devin. Um, I have been in the real estate business uh, for about eighteen years now. Um, started my career in Southern California after going to school here at CU Boulder, um, made my way back, uh, to Denver and, uh, just fell in love with this town, um, uh, and with the business in general. I was always working for other firms and at, at one point realized, wait, I'm making a lot of other people, a lot of money and, um, not building my own business. And it was something that I always wanted to have. I always wanted to have my own my own thing, right, that, that you're in control of. Um, and so I was uh, approached by one of the team leaders at Keller Williams. It took about a year and a half for me to actually make the transition over. Uh, but ever since doing that, it's been uh, each day has been better than the last. Each year is consistently better. I have more freedom, more flexibility. And as cliche and silly as it sounds, I, I love what I do. Like, I, I have the best job in the world, in my opinion. And no shame in saying it. So. That's awesome. That's very cool. All right, Annie Collins. Hi, I'm Annie Collins. I have been licensed for seven and a half years. I started off as a solo agent 
then joined a team as a buyer's agent, then joined another team, which is how I met Tyson Mullis, and um, am now a part of the Phoenix. And yeah, I was originally going to be an occupational therapist and decided when I got into, I got accepted to a grad school in the Bay Area, uh, figured out I was going to put myself $200,000 into debt and said, why am I doing this? And kind of had a come to Jesus moment, figured out real estate was a passion of mine. My husband and I moved out to Colorado here seven and a half years ago, and that's how I got my license. Had no idea what I was getting myself into, knowing nobody here except for one person, and he was not in a good place to buy a house. So he was not my first client. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. All right. So, uh, Tyson, Tyson, tell us what the Phoenix is. Yep. The Phoenix is a group of agents. And actually, I love this. I'm sitting here. The Phoenix was all created based on. Who would I trust to sell my mom and dad's house? And everyone at this table, I would trust to sell my mom and dad's house. Right. And so we came up with a metric of what that is. It's not even a metric. It's just a, it's our saying, right? You, you got to be triple A. Um, and that is abundance mindset, accountable, not an a-hole. Right? You can beat that out, right? Not a, no, not you can a say that. You're allowed to Not, use uh, questionable language. Yeah, you can't people. say you, you you can say the ass. You can't say hole. Got it. That's the problem. You can bleep the hole. Not an ass. Yeah. Beep. Yeah. Not a ass beep. Okay. So <laughs> we don't use the said, word hole around here. Right. Right. And then it also we so it came down to what would make me want to join a team, and I wanted no splits. So there's no splits on the team. Um, I wanted. A database prenup, which means if I wanted to grow, come, I get my own database, I can grow my own database, and if I choose to leave the Phoenix, I get to take my database with me. So I wanted that. Um, what else? Well, I think one of the big keys is we you're in relationship with so many people in this industry, right? You're, you're contacting different agents, different buyers, different sellers, all those people all the time. And we're in these communication cycles with different realtors at all these different companies, some Keller, some not. Um, and we weren't, I think we weren't wild about some of the people who were interacting with on a consistent basis. They just didn't hold the same values. Um, and we kind of looked at each other and said, I want to be around people who think like me people who have the same values as me, people who, who, who appreciate what we're doing and treat our clients the same way. Those are the people that I want to spend my time with. Hence the creation of the Phoenix, which allows us to be in that group together where we all share that. So, so I'm really confused here. Uh, you know, I've coached a lot of agents, a lot of teams. And as soon as we sat down, we were talking about the structure and you said, it's not a team, we're partners. Yeah. And a couple podcasts ago, we were interviewing the regional director for Colorado and Keller Williams, and we're talking about just how Keller Williams and the industry is evolving so fast where there's all these different opportunities to create businesses within Keller Williams now. And I'll be transparent. I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, So can you explain how are you operating? How did you structure this to where you have no caps? I'm super confused right now. So are we. And so <laughs> let's let's do our best to cl sh shed some light on this. Yeah, because there's a, I'm sure there's other people listening that are saying, hey, I want something like this. Exactly. But how do I structure it? Yeah. Uh, Jose, our team leader, meant, said it perfectly. He's like, oh, you're a hybrid team. I'm like, sure. Yeah, let's go with that. We're a hybrid team. And based on that, what it is is 
to join the Phoenix, you pay $750 a month. Okay. So it's a membership fee. So then what do you get with that membership fee? Right? So with that $750, you're going to get real fast. I do want to share this. Uh, a lot of our group, majority of our group, primarily our group, I think the ones who we attract are the ones that don't, do not pay for leads. Yeah. That have a database that they actually love and care about. 100%. And, it, yep, and it's how do we give more value? Right? And how do, we st- how do we provide more content? So based on that, we were, the, who we attract are those type of agents. And so with that 750 uh, you get an appropriate touch coordinator that does all your appropriate touches to your database. You get a director of fun that schedules all your client events for you. So you just show up and have fun with your clients. And you get a cyber backer, a virtual assistant. So we've got someone full-time right now. Um, gosh, what is it? Eight to five every day? Yep. That tracks and takes care of all of the things that we need as a team. And I'm assuming you structured with the office then, the brokerage, yep. you structured part of that 750 is just paying for the team cap. Yep. Nope. So that's a great call is everybody's responsible for their cap. Okay. Plus the 750. Okay. So there's no split to the team. The team gets the 750 and then each individual agent yeah. has a cap to the team. It's kind of more Super or less cool. like a like a marketing fee, admin fee kind yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, okay. So I'm Sean, not- you know this real fast. When revenue goes up, expenses commonly go up. Yeah. But then when revenue goes down, do expenses just go down? Not unless you're on them. There you go. Mm-hmm. And that's what sucks. And so what I also learned in real estate, when I grew my business, I also lost a lot of my leverage quickly, my expenses, because that was the difficult part, right? Salaries, mm-hmm. people, you got to get, you got to shed them. And we lost good people. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah, so that's what I, the worst it's part. Right. It is the worst part. And so what I learned is in real estate, of all businesses, no one gets paid until I get paid. And so it's great with this membership fee. I'm able to receive the funds at the beginning of the month and disperse accordingly. Mm-hmm. And we all know what we get with that money. I yeah, love it. Okay. Love it. So what was your production uh, last year? Yeah, we together as a team, it was our first full year together. Yep. Yep. And so last year there was six of us and we served 83 families and the team, we did 50 million in volume. And I do want to share this, Sean, you'll appreciate this as well. Okay. So the trick with the Phoenix, the illusion to the outside world is, and I'll ask you this. Yeah. What do all buyers want? At the end of the day, what does a buyer want? They want to get into a home. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. Easy. Good. Okay. All sellers. What do they want at the end of the day? They want their home sold without hassle. That's right. But ultimately that comes with at the end of the closing, they get... A check. Yeah. That's right. They want money. So buyers want houses and sellers want money and buyers have the money. It's a circle of life in real estate. Those are pretty much our two only sources of income. But what we get to do now as a team, we operate as a team. And based on that team, we get to advertise all of our listings, mm-hmm. all of our solds, right? So our production is our production, not individual production. Yeah. And so now we did 50 million in volume yeah. instead of all of us doing minimal. Right? Well, and, and that goes back to when we were talking earlier and you said, we're partners, yeah. right? We said, well, what's your role? And you said, I'm just a partner, yeah. right? Equal. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm curious what uh, the rest of you, the team members, the partners think about the Phoenix. What does it really mean for you or do for you? Well, I'll go ahead. 
<clears throat> so I've actually known Tyson since high school. So Tyson Moles is the reason I'm in real estate. He had posted something on Facebook in 2016 and said, hey, anybody want to come to a career night and come see what real estate's all about? And so I was like, sure, why not? I like houses. So showed up, um, got my license, you know, was doing minimal production, did the, had the dual career and then ended up leaving that career. And I was just kind of a solo agent out there on an island on my own. Um, you know, obviously I have great resources with Keller Williams in general. Um, and this office is amazing. Um, but I was looking for something more. I wanted to be, I, I wanted to have that team feeling like I was contributing to something bigger. And Tyson called me. I was actually, I'll never forget the call. I was in North Carolina driving down a highway and Tyson calls and goes, Hey, you want to be part of something big? And I'm like, heck yeah, I do. So, um, him and Ryan met with him and Ryan and, uh, they kind of went over what they were planning. And initially, you know, I had been approached by a team earlier on and, um, I just couldn't commit to the, the to the hours and the time that they wanted me to put in. And, um, and so that's why I kind of stayed solo and did my own thing. Um, but then with the Phoenix, um, you know, I, I'm all about having fun and, um, I do a lot better when I have fun and when I surround myself by great people. So, um, that's kind of where, when the Phoenix was proposed, I was like, oh yeah, I'm all in. Yeah, I can I can chime in too. Um, I mean, I think the the big thing when it came to uh, to joining here with the Phoenix is the uh, same thing. You know, I was a solo agent before doing my own thing and having a very you know very healthy business. I didn't join the Phoenix because oh I need to figure out how to get business. You know, there there's sometimes there is that conception or misconception rather of well in order for me to get business I have to join a team you know, cause they're going to give me leads or whatever that is. My business was very healthy. And, uh, but T Tyson and I always had a very uh, strong relationship together. And for years, gosh, what, three years, probably for three years, we kept meeting on almost what felt like a monthly basis saying, how do we, how do we become in each other's world? How does my world and your world interact? Um, because I wasn't about to go and just join somebody else's team. For me, and maybe it's silly, but for me, having my own ownership in my business is important to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure with a lot of other realtors, it is too. There's probably a little bit of an ego thing with that, right? Like, I like my business, right? Um, and so uh, we we had this conversation about, well, what, what could it look like if you had your business and I had my business? And then we collaborated our businesses and through that became stronger together. Mm -hmm. We can help advertise each other's listings. We can get more exposure for those. We can collaborate on events. I mean, we're able to come together uh, and put on events, for example, for our clients to show love to our database, which as a solo agent, you probably couldn't do those things. It's too cost prohibitive. I think the thing that um, we haven't even touched on is it's not just the Phoenix, but it's the Phoenix Together We Rise. And so we all saw our single mm -hmm. businesses doing pretty well, and yet Ryan was doing something really well. Jen was doing something really well. Tyson and Tyson were doing something really well. And we were thinking, why can't we all collaborate together and do really well in all of those aspects of our business? And so... We now do all of our events together, like you know Jen was saying and Tyson was saying, and we do the same kind of touches, appropriate touches to our database, and yet our database doesn't know that it's the same ones that you know Ryan's clients are getting or Jen's clients are getting, and yet we get to take a little bit of the load off from each of us by doing all the same things, and yet, like Ryan said, it's still my business. 
And yet I reap the benefits from being all together and together all of our businesses get to rise. I have a quick question. So Ryan, you mentioned uh, ownership, right? And you said, um, I wanted to have ownership. And this is really interesting because when we started, you said, you know, I was an independent agent. I wanted, I wanted to keep my independence and stuff. So with ownership, to be clear, you, you know, you get agency, right? I can make my own decisions. You get the profit and the risk as owner. And then you also get the right of um, a voice and, and decision. So is that how this is structured? It is, yeah. yeah. So every every d- decision that we make, whether it's something that we're going to be sending out to our databases, whether it's an event that we're going to throw, whether it's, hey, what direction does this need to go in? There's no one person who makes the call and great, that's what's happening. We come together as a group and we essentially do a vote on every single thing that's going to go through and say, is everyone on board with this decision? And if there's one no, then we have a discussion around that. And it's, you know, we have the luxury of being able to do that right now because we are a, you know, a lean and mean team. And again, going back to what I had said, most of the time there isn't a disagreement on these things because we already decided we wanted to surround ourselves with like-minded people. Mm -hmm. So we're already kind of thinking the same way on most of these things anyway. Awesome. No, they say in Keller all the time, you're the sum of the five people that you hang out with. Well, go get those five people. And we're at eight now, and we just keep attracting the type of talent that we want around us. Oh, that's great. I want to hear from Murray real fast. Murray <laughs> needs a share, too. Yeah, he's what's shy. The, what's the Phoenix to you, buddy? Uh, well, the, I can't. there's not a lot I can really add because I actually agree with pretty much everything you guys have said. It's... I also had shopped around, and I talked to every team in this office um, over the last couple of years. I was a solo agent for the first three and a half years, and um, I realized I needed to be – I well, didn't probably need to be, but I really wanted to be around other people and on a team where I could – it just helps lift the energy, you mm-hmm. know? And sometimes I – like we all do, like I think every agent gets a little – beats themselves up a little if things don't go right, or, we, you know, we, we tend to have the mood up and down moods, right? So – um, I wanted to be around energetic people and um, also did not want to share my database or didn't want to give it up. Mm. And uh, I didn't want to pay a big split. I didn't want to work for 50% of the commission and all the things that go along with the traditional team. So this um, was actually the, this was the perfect solution to that. So, and these people that are sitting at the table here and the other people that aren't are people that I admire greatly and I want to spend my time with and I want to, you know, be around and, for the same reason Tyson just mentioned that you know you're the sum of the people you hang around with. So, so, so Murray, you you mentioned you're a musician. Mm. What do you play? Like what kind? I play bass in a country band around town. A country band, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. A very well known country yeah. band. We're, we used to be a little bit bigger, but we still play around. We're we're called the Railbenders, and we, we've been around for about are you a cover twenty four years now. No, sir. No, you. Play- I mean, we play a lot of cover songs, but yeah. we are not a cover band. Sweet. We play cover songs because we'll play five-hour gigs, and you got to play some cover songs. I love it. (laughs) Okay, so so from what I understand, you guys get together, you make decisions on what you want to do to create uh, more business for you individually through a team. So, what are some of the things that the Phoenix does to generate more business? The question is always, what value can you provide to your database, and then how can you grow it? And so, it's fun. I mean the opportunities of sharing open houses. Um, so one of the great things that we do is like right after this podcast, we're going to go play the price is right. 
and the price is right is where we all get together and anyone who's got an upcoming listing that needs that house priced we all it's kind of like old school broker price opinions mm-hmm. yep the bpos so that's what we do and we all share what we believe the value is and we take that answer and we go back to our clients with a 25k range that they get to choose and it just helps us be the professional. I, I love that. We used to do defend your listing. And you we go. would put your listing up with photos, description, everything. And you had to defend all, all parts of it. And we were ruthless. That's man. Great. Yep. It was awesome. It. Yeah. But and going then, back to like adding value to yeah. your clients, that adds value because I get to go back to my client and say, actually, this was eight. Here's the opinions of eight different brokers that I trust. And so not only mm-hmm. does it give me validity, but it gives our team validity. Mm-hmm. How close is it usually? I'm curious. Usually it is like a 25K range. Yeah. 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 Okay. There's normally nice one window. person that's really high and one person that's really low. We'll give them a hard time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Get is it bad. always the same person? No. no. It's no. oddly a change. I think that's. I think there's a little bit of mood. Totally. It's a mood thing. A little bit like I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. That that evaluation is going to be low today. Oh, sorry. Or if it's <laughs> I did someone, exactly the thing I'm not yeah. supposed to do. Or if and it's someone who has a buyer who keeps getting <laughs> losing out on offers, they're the one that's the low offer. Like, that's no, right. that house can't be worth 600000 right. It's got to be worth five seventy five. Well, well we, we, one thing. we've all fallen in love with a listing, right? Yeah. I mean, I made yes. the mistake many times falling in love with a listing and then overpricing it because I thought it was cool. Yep. Right. And then real fast, so this is where, again, we call it the false idols in real estate, and that's volume, units, and GCI, right? We all get judged on that, but it's ultimately our goal is to own a healthy business and live a wealthy life. And what does that look like? What does a healthy business look like? It's not your volume, your units, or your GCI. It's your profit, right? So we track that. Um, we actually track our hours together as a team. Hmm. So daily. So our team knows how many, how much money you're making. We actually, actually, we, and then we track our expenses. So we now know our profit per hour. So mm-hmm. that's yep. one of our measurements that we track as what a healthy business is. That's awesome. Well, and what's, yeah, what's so, so great about that is it, it puts a whole new perspective on it in terms of what your daily activities are. Right. So if you are, uh, you find yourself down in the weeds doing something that maybe isn't all that important, or maybe something is an admin task. And you look and say, well, how much do I make on an hourly basis? I bet, I bet most realtors have no idea what that number is in terms well, of what do I make on an hourly basis? You could actually stop at what do I make? <laughs> yeah, but you true. could stop. That's it, all. You know, and, and that's, I think that's one of the cool things you guys do is, yeah. you know, Tyson and I have been talking about profit and I, I told a story a, a while ago on a podcast um, you should listen, Tyson. I, I, yeah, no, it's it's in the queue. Keep yeah. going. <laughs> About the agent that I recruited that was one of the top people in the city and had all the volume, had all the units, and everybody put him up on the pedestal, won all kinds of awards and everything. And, and he sat down with me one day and he said, um, everything looks great. My people are all making money. I'm winning all the awards and I'm going broke. And, you know... That's an important part of this business is profitability, and we don't track that very well as an industry. We certainly track all the other things. Well, and and to be clear, it's not profit for profit's sake, or because some people listen, they'll think, "Oh, that's you know corporate talk. It's all about profits." I look at like your business as it's like a child, and you're raising it. And at first, you know, it's 
it takes all your money, all your time, and you're, it's super dependent, right? And then it starts growing up, and it turns into a teenager. It gets out of control. But your goal with your business is that it grows to something that can actually have balance and support you. It, you're never going to walk away. You're like It's not like you're ever going to walk away from your adult child, right? They're going to need your help. But it, it's, a, it's a relationship where it balances out more. And so the responsibility of profit is keeping the business alive, Right. You know what? I love that you just said that. I, I, if you guys don't mind, I'd love to share this because what's really what we're working on right now is how do you, this child, our database, how do you maintain it and how do you maintain it forever? And when you don't want to work in it, how do you either sell it or still make money from it? Hmm. And so what we're doing is, again, we're treating our business like a business. And in, in the MREA, Gary Keller shares 30, 30, 40. 30% goes to cost of sale, 30% to uh, operating expenses, and 40% to profit. So what we do as a team is, I live in Broomfield, okay? And Ryan Devon lives in Chatfield, mm. South Littleton, okay? If I have a buyer that wants to buy a house in South Littleton, am I truly the best agent? I don't know the area. That's his backyard. And so what we do is, if I get the lead... I convert the appointment and I get the agency agreement. I share with my client that it's going to be serviced by another AAA agent that's a part of the Phoenix. And Ryan Devin, I would hand it off to him to service the deal. And what our goal is, is we want to take a lot of people's databases that don't want to work it anymore. They don't want to service it. But all you got to do is answer your phone call. Again, our databases for the Phoenix are very relationship-based those phone numbers are in our phone number. So when Frankie Joe Bob calls me and says, I want to sell my house, I'm like, it's pretty much a guarantee that I'm going to sell it. But if I'm not unable to service it because I'm on the beach in Maui, then I've got somebody that I trust to service it. But that Frankie Joe Bob stays in my database. Frankie Joe Bob. I've got a lot we, of those people. Are we in, in Alabama? Yeah, Is that exactly. where we're at? Here we go. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So... Because I bought a book of business, right? And, and shh, there was a price and I paid that price. And that was many, that was 10 years ago. The, the amount of business that I'm doing this year is still from her database. And it's almost to me, it's like, well, if you can continue to nurture it, if you have a system where your database is being appropriately touched Throughout the year, like we're working on, it's a 365 touch program right now. Okay. So there's 365 touches and content that go out. So you're in front of your clients every day. And it's not, it's, it's just value upon value upon value. I guarantee your phone will ring. All you do is answer it and say, I've got a Phoenix partner that can service that. Mm-hmm. And you keep 70% of it. Well, and mm-hmm. we've, we've already seen a really big, uh, a really big return on the, uh, the, the touch campaigns that we have that we've been utilizing, um, you know, people who we haven't heard from in years, all of a sudden, you know, we, we send a random Easter email. Hey, happy Easter. I mean, simple as it gets. And all of a sudden we're getting responses from people who we haven't heard from in, in a long time that we're trying to consistently, uh, be in front of. So really we're, we're out there and we're in front of these people all the time through our campaigns that we've done here. And we're running all, you know, pretty much all of these through our command systems. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to ask you 365 touches and content. Now, now that's it's we've talked about this many times. 
about how, you know, every day I get an email from OnCloud Shoes. Every day I get an email from Eddie Bauer, you know. And we all get emails from big companies like that every day. And we don't unsubscribe because we have interest in those. So what are you doing? What are you sending out to keep your people's interest in you? I mean, I, it's a mix of content. I mean, if it's if it's one thing consistently every day, okay, fine. You get it's white noise. No, people aren't going to listen to it. So yeah, of course, when we have but it's it, important though it, because it, because that's how you create mindshare. Agreed, mm-hmm. agreed. And so there's a big portion of that. So for example, just listeds, just solds. Those are going out through all of our social media accounts. Um, and again, that's all leveraged. So. Oh, but wait, that's too braggy. You're not supposed to do that anymore. <laughs> which we, drives me crazy when people say that. No, no, and and. and I get why you're saying it, but at the same time, you have to be top of mind because yeah. it, real estate is not a an if thing. It's a when thing. No, I am agreeing totally, with you. Totally I am all about the evidence of results, evidence of action. But people, I hear over and over, oh, I don't want to look braggy or I hate it when agents look braggy. How, oh, if you've got to sell your house, who are you going to hire? There, you know there, there, fun there, is that you're not like you're not the focal point. You're just sharing the data. Seriously. You know what I'm saying? That's the best part. And so... These guys will all get a listing or something under Murray got one under contract this morning. My database is going to see that the Phoenix got a, a property pending today. And so we all have experienced this. We're out on the streets or we see our clients and they're like, damn, you guys are doing really good. And all we say is, yep. Dude, could you imagine being able to get that real time? Like, like as soon as you get it accepted, you text your VA and then bam on everybody's social media. Murray just got one under contract. Just that's, that's actually happening as we speak right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never mind. Good, good idea, though. Well, I think, you know, real estate, I mean, it is a relationship-based business. And in your Met database, you have people that are loyal to you, and that's a percentage of people. The rest of them is, are you going to contact them at the time that they're thinking about doing a real estate transaction? So we used to talk a lot about 33 touch, and then I think it went to 34, and then I think it went to 36. And... You know, that's not enough nowadays because things are moving so quickly and there's so much stuff. There's so much noise all the time that this is the reason why people pick an agent in an open house. Right. They Mm -hmm. walk in. Mm -hmm. There's somebody there standing in front of them that says, I can help you. Right. Okay. And um, now if you're contacting people every day by something like a just listed or a new listing in your neighborhood or a new listing in the neighborhood you want to move to or Easter or whatever the thing is, I think that's really effective and it's not overwhelming to people if it's something that they're interested in and most people are interested in real estate. So I, I come from a... Especially a, in their neighborhood that they live in. Oh, agreed, agreed, yeah. No, what I was going to say is is I, I come from a big uh, customer service background in, in my family. And so I look at my real estate business and I look at what we've done here as within the Phoenix as providing the most epic client experience for life. Mm. Not just during the transactional period, it's for life. And I mean that because I, I look at the people who I service and who I am working with consistently and I genuinely care. Like if, you know, when they move into the house and that fridge breaks the first week after they've moved in, like, I'm like, oh, darn it. I, it's not my fault, but I, but I still take it personal that I want it to be, I want it to go well for them. So we try to provide that customer experience by giving them all the resources, giving them all the knowledge, the market updates. Great. Who can I refer you to? You need somebody to repair that? Fantastic. Here's the person I've got for you. And doing that consistently through the content that we've got. 
So, so I'm curious, what does behind the scenes look like? What is your operations side? I see a lot of sales. Who is running the rest? Who and how? Individually, I, we run our businesses individually. Yeah, but, <clears throat> but we but, co- but we collaborate and we sit in our office and collaborate all day. But who does the marketing? Do you use VAs? Do you have a full time admin? What does that structure look like? Yeah, it's just based on that seven fifty. And so, what's nice is you get to retain talent when you. So what we do is right. It's a capping model, right? Seven fifty a month. X amount of money goes to the appropriate touch person. X amount of money goes to the director of fun. And X amount goes to leverage with a VA. And they all know their roles. Now they have the opportunity to make more money when we bring more people on. And we also do revenue share. So every month out of that 750, if you bring somebody, so anyone who's listening, if you refer somebody to the Phoenix, we're going to pay you $100 a month. So you'll make $1,200 a year, right? So out of the money, the more we have, the more people... the more opportunity to retain and keep talent to do their job. But who do you have? That's what I'm asking. What does that back-end structure look like? And what is the director of fun? I want to know yeah. what that is. Right? <laughs> How do I get that job? Yeah, exactly. And, and inappropriate inappro- touch? Yeah. The Did they, was there an touch. inappropriate touch that we got rid of? <laughs> well, you know, everyone wants to do a touch program. It was we a wine clarify that it's appropriate, yeah, it's appropriate what we're doing. Touch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're, we get, they're all peoples, right? We found talent because of volume. Yeah. See, that's what again. But the are they is, employees? Here, here. Uh-huh. Let me get specific. No, are they employees? Ten ninety nine. Nope. Okay. Nope. Uh, so they're outsourced. Yep. Are they working from home? Or are they VAs? They are at home, in okay. person. Two are in person. One's a VA, and everyone knows their roles. And that's the best part. So when you pay your seven fifty, you know what you're going to get with your, what you get mm-hmm. as an agent on the Phoenix. Other so they're all that, paid on it's variable all on you. They're all paid on variable expense. They're all paid based on a monthly fee. So, yep, per count, right? So again, per agent count. Per agent count. Weird. So every seven fifty, you take out two hundred dollars for that. Okay. dollars for that, and then the goal is if they help us grow. Yeah. Then because that's the other thing we do. So real fast, we've got an agent to agent database, but we're working. Oh man, I ruined it. We have an agent to client database that helps us make our business grow. But we're working on an agent-to-agent database as well to grow our agent count so that we can screen out the non-a-holes, beep-holes, I mean, uh, ass-blanks, <laughs> ass-beeps, <laughs> ass-beeps. I need to get that, uh, <laughs> that, that button, sound. Yeah, the button. Button. Yeah, beep, beep. I do have one of those. I'll have to find it. But anyway, so what does the director of fun do? You know what? She's right here. Let's talk to her. She's yeah, Jennifer McManus. Go for it. Um, yeah, so I get to have a lot of fun. Fast. You know when you have talent in your circle and they're just right there? It's like, yeah. oh my gosh, you've been here this entire time? New, you're the director of fun. Go. Yeah, so I just plan all the fun things. We do fun field trips. We do masterminds. We do client events. Um, you know, I pick the venue, figure out all the pricing, propose it to the team. Um, go. Do you, th- do you know what our fun event was last month? I would. I'm dying. We we went and uh, swam with the sharks over at the Denver Aquarium. Ooh, that's so cool! Wow. Yep, I'm we totally scooped over with the sharks. Yep. Um, yeah, we've done a lot of fun things together. We've gone to the Avs game. Um, you know, we have some sponsors that we work with. Um, yeah, I don't know. and it's awesome. fun for both us 
and it's fun for our clients. That's what I was going to ask you. Is this for fun for the team or fun for your clients? So you're doing client events. Yes. Okay. So what are some of the client events that you do? Um, we've done Pumpkin Patch. We've got a Rockies game. We've got two that I don't want to throw out there planned in the works that we're working Ooh. through right now. Super so. fun. Movie theater okay. rental. We've there. done a movie. So check this out. Oh, oh check no. Check this, this out. out. Oh, geez, Tyson. No, I love this. No, you need to brag a little. So, and this is the best part, is leverage of our expenses. Yeah. So I, I would love to take my database to the Denver Zoo after hours. Guess how much that costs? $15,000. Mm. I... I could do it, but I might be broke right after that. So check this out. It holds how many people? Up to 6,000. Right. Perfect. I don't even have 6,000 in my database. So that's great. But now all of us are going to split the cost. And now we get to invite our database to show up. And we shake hands, kiss babies. And everybody gets to have a great evening at our expense while we all had to pay a fraction of the cost. Hashtag Phoenix. <laughs> we also have sponsors that come in too that will, you know, give us money to help with put on these events too. Yeah. So But that's something why that's- do we have sponsors? Real fast? It's because of volume. <laughs> When you have a big database and you get to be in front of more people, that's when you get more opportunity. I'm out again. Okay. My next question is then is your database. Do you have you have a collective database? Is this right? No? Everybody has no. individual database. databases. Okay. Um, how many people in your database, Annie? Three hundred. Uh fourteen hundred. About three fifty. Two eighty six. Eight hundred for Okay. Okay. So I think I collectively we have about 3,600 total. 3,600. Okay. Very cool. And so you guys are using um, social media. Yep. You're using uh, client events. Yep. You're doing, uh, are you doing any text message stuff? Yeah, we yes. do some through Twilio. Okay. Uh, you're doing emails. Emails. Yep. And is there, and is there anything else that you guys do? Oh yeah. We do giveaways as well quarterly um we might move that up to monthly but right now it's pretty much quarterly what's the giveaway look like um we do you g- know how much a peloton cost <laughs> a peloton cost sixteen hundred dollars yep guess how much it costs for us divided by how many agents i got a i got a used one i'll sell you there, yeah. <laughs> but that's it so i might take it <laughs> um no and uh this last giveaway we did a breckenridge house um for a week um that you know people entered they call they fill out forms. They tell us if they want to sell their house now in the next three to six months, if they're in their forever home. Okay. And how many people responded? How many people respond to like your giveaways, would you say? Mm, depending on what it is for sure. Yeah. Um, a few hundred. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then what's that look like? So you follow up with those people then? You you call them? You so thank the, them? Yeah. So again, we're, we're utilizing the, the technology through command uh, to create the smart plan around the giveaway. So mm. it's not just one Facebook post, hey, I'm giving this away. It's There's a whole follow-up, whether you know it's emails, it's text message reminders. Hey, did you remember to sign up for the giveaway for the Peloton bike? Uh, it's video content that we're putting out there as well. And then we do you know, a big announcement with videos and the little spinning wheel and hooray, you won. Um, and yeah, it's people have enjoyed it. It's the awesome. giveaway is really just, it gives you an excuse to talk to people Absolutely. without it just being are you looking to buy or sell your house? Mm-hmm. 
And so it's giving value because who wouldn't want a week in Breckenridge for free, right? So even people, that's where people come out of the woodworks that you have not even heard from in forever. But all of a sudden you say a week in Breckenridge and they're giving you any information they possibly can in order to be entered. You know what it reminds me of is uh, the old slogan, you know, membership has its benefits, right? Privileges. Privileges. Is that what it is? Yeah. Even better. <laughs> yeah, but but that's the hard part. Is like why, as a as a customer, why do I have to be subject to your marketing if there's no benefit to me, right? And the client events and the giveaways, which I love, the bigger giveaways like that is no wonder nobody's responding to my win a turkey. Like, what's that? <laughs> is it a lie? In April. <laughs> Win an April turkey. Yeah. I was going to make that same point, Shot is totally right on that. We agreed on something today. It's awesome. Because, I mean, that gets people excited. A Peloton, a week in Breckenridge. I mean, how do you sign up for that? I mean, I, yeah. I want to get in on that, too, awesome. right? Yeah. We'll get you in on the next one, guys. Yeah, thanks. Okay, so is there anything else that the Phoenix does, like, better than anybody else that makes you guys successful? Is there anything you've left out about your marketing or, you know, you're just your business in general? It's a big question. Go for it. Somebody jump in. I'd like to just add that among all of the things that we do or with all of the stuff that we do, um, we have a pretty high level of accountability to each other. Mm -hmm. So tell me about that. One of the big benefits of being on this team. Um, We have weekly reports that we fill out and we go on and we have meetings twice a week and we talk about those numbers. So, you know, if you haven't filled out your numbers, you, we jump on and fill them out right there. We just, Mm -hmm. we track everything at a pretty high level, I believe. And, and we talk about them all the way down to our finances and some, sometimes. Yeah. So, um, I think that provides a level of accountability that, uh, I guess I don't know how other teams work when that comes to that, but we talk about, we put it all out on the table. Yeah. So if you're slacking, we see it, you know, that's, and I'm sure Sean is dying to jump in on this because accountability to a lot of people is a they feel like it's like getting your your butt kicked mm. if you don't do what you're supposed to do, right? Only when it comes from Brian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been on that side of it. Yeah. Well, sorry. <laughs> Just kidding. But the, the point is, is that your accountability is more about you have a goal and you're committed to it and that you have support around you rather than, you know, really somebody like, you know, pushing down on you if you don't do what you're supposed to do. Is that right? Yep. Well, and, and, and I'm just going to throw in as an observer of your team, right? Because I'm an agent in this office and um, I see you guys all the time. Every, at least three, four times a week, I'm seeing two or three or four of you. So like your level of participation is a reflection of that accountability, right? So, yeah, we're, I mean, we're, we're all very much involved in the market center here. Um, and, and that's intentional. Uh, we, we believe that this market center has, has obviously brought us all together and we've been able to create amazing relationships here. And so the opportunities are here. We want to be here. We want to give back. That's why most all of us teach. And most all of us uh, are the first ones usually to raise our hand if there's something that needs to get done in the office. Mm-hmm. Um, we genuinely appreciate this market center. Yeah. Okay. Three of us are on ALC. One's leadership. One is an investor. And um, yeah, that's well of the five that are sitting here now. So yeah. yeah. Right. All right. So uh, Tyson Mullis, where is the Phoenix going? Let's close on this. What's yeah. next? You know, we actually have a, a five-year plan, and that's to going back full circle to the beginning of this conversation. 
It was not gross a million dollars, but how do we give one million dollars? So based on that, we we know our numbers, and we're the only way to uh, to give. Actually, that's a saying we say all the time too. The only way to grow is to give, and so our focus is in the next five years is to be able to in one year donate one million dollars, and so that's what we're working on, and we're going to attract the right talent. And so, you know, when you say attract a talent, we're looking to attract triple a talent. And so anyone who's out there, cause this real fast, 20% less homes are going to be sold this year. That means 20% less agents. And when I say plus, that's probably a bigger plus 20% plus less agents will be in real estate. So if you're looking for leverage and you're looking for fun, come on down. Okay, so how does somebody find out more about the Phoenix? Where would they go to do that? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Um, <laughs> do you want to give your email? Tyson, is, yeah. Tyson Mullis is pretty shy, so if anybody right. wanted to yeah, talk exactly. to anybody. Exactly. Just wait till you hear his laugh, All and then the, you'll be able to find <laughs> Right. But anyone here at this table, if you hear their name, look them up. That's fine. If not, you can find us on um, a website. Facebook. Yeah. No, no website. Facebook. No, we don't pay for that stuff. <laughs> Facebook. That's free. And uh, it's uh, the Phoenix Together We Rise You'll find us, and uh, that's where we're at on Facebook. Okay. Well, I want to thank all of you, uh, Annie, Ryan, Tyson, Tyson, Jennifer, and, of course, Sean, for being here today. Very Uh, impressive, guys. This is super impressive. Yeah. Thank you. So thanks, and uh, I appreciate you guys, and we will see you all soon. 